Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, it is time for us to talk about the International Day of the Midwife, which was celebrated this week on May 5th. The theme this year was follow the data, invest in midwives. And I feel like anyone who has ever had a baby or has been with someone when they had a baby will know that that is definitely something that needs to happen. And I'm sure that my next guest agrees. This is a midwife at one of Dublin's maternity hospitals and co-host of the Midwife podcast, Yannick Boom, Tara Fak joins me now. Hello, Tara. Good morning, Louise. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I am so excited to talk to you and so excited to talk about midwifery because as I said there, like if you've had a baby, (laughs) you are in awe of midwives and midwifery. And in fact, my friend Ashlyn Keenan, who has contributed to the show, had a baby there last week. And she said like, I know people say it, that midwives are amazing, but like midwives are amazing um, oh. <laughs> how does it feel when people say things like that um it's really special like it's it's re- like you know being a midwife is such a privileged job we are in such a privileged role families allow us into a sacred space in their lives mm. so when they kind of reciprocate that feeling of you know um this bond and this amazingness it's it's great it's really lovely yeah it's really lovely yeah and i i mean I think I'm always interested in the fact that, you know, as people who have babies, like I will never forget the midwives who were with me throughout both of my extremely long inductions, uh, labors and emergency sections. Um, But but then you're kind of like, I mean, they won't remember me because I mean, do you feel connected to every single person that you that you work with? You, we definitely make a connection with everybody that we work with. Some people we remember for a long time. Some people, you know, if you meet them in the supermarket and they say, oh, oh, I met you during my labour. And you might go, did you really? And then it kind of will click and you go, yes, I do remember you. You had a purple spotty nightdress on. (laughs) You know, like it's, (laughs) you know, you kind of, you do, certainly you do remember elements of, of everybody because no two births, no two experiences are the same. Yeah. So we are learning all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah, no two days are the same. Um, can I ask, how did you come to midwifery in the first place? Um, my mum was a midwife uh-huh. and she always talked about how amazing of a job it was. And I thought to myself, well, shift work is horrendous. I never want to do that. <laughs> um, and then I, when I finished school, I got a job in the hospital cleaning for a while. And then I kind of moved away and you know, did other things, worked in retail and then was thinking about coming back to Dublin. So went back to the hospital, got a job as a cleaner, went on to train as a care assistant, loved it so much then that I decided to follow the the midder and, and did the midwifery. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And what, why midwifery and why not like nursing or another kind of caring profession within the hospital? Um, I mean, I suppose for me, I was working in a maternity hospital. Yeah. So, like midwifery was what I was exposed to. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose coming back from my, my mom's experience, she said to me, oh, nursing is grand, but I only did it to become a midwife. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> so you had been indoctrinated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is it. I mean, I have huge respect for nurses. I think it's amazing. And I, I don't know if I could be a nurse, yeah. but I love being a midwife. Yeah. And it's Um, funny because lots of people would say, I mean, obviously, the you know, the perception is that there is there is the lovely bits of your job where obviously you get to hold loads of lovely new babies and you get to see, this, you know, the miracle of life, as it were, on a regular basis. But it's not, you know, it's also you see 
you know, people having babies that they are at their, maybe not at their best. I certainly mm-hmm. apologized mm-hmm. to uh, the first midwife <laughs> during my first, I had to apologize to her once I got my epidural um, because I had maybe not been the kindest before I got it. Um, so you're not necessarily seeing people at their best or maybe you're seeing people at their best and worst. Um, you know, it's messy. Like we all hear the stories of, you know, there's, there's poo, there's vomit, there's yep. blood, there's everything. And yes, that's grand, is it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose as a as a as a layperson, as an outsider, yes, you think to that's a huge part of the job. That is one small element of the job. Yeah. You know, midwives are the experts in normal from preconception to, through pregnancy through to the postnatal um, phase, including birth. Mm. So, if you think about how long of a time that is. Mm. Um, you know, dealing with bodily fluids, that's mm. just one part of it. Mm. Um, looking after women throughout their pregnancy is what I've done for most of my career. Mm. I, I worked in kind of the antenatal ward. Mm. And being with women, particularly, say, women who are experiencing um, challenges of pregnancy, you know, problems, that's so special to be able to care for those people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I guess all the gory, all the gory bits, the one born every minute, that's only that's only part right okay so can I ask you then about the emotional side of it because you know as you say you're really running the full gamut there Mm -hmm. in terms of the the various experiences that women can have within maternity Mm -hmm. Um, and you know it's it's not always happy and sometimes women experience loss and they might experience great challenges during their pregnancy is that difficult for you on a personal level to kind of be with people as they experience those things yeah um you know, we make an, invo- an emotional investment mm. in the care that we provide. Um, but so it is It is hard. Um, we debrief each other in work, you know, when something happens. We have access to a counselling service if we need it. Mm. Um, but I suppose, you know, empathy is the biggest strength that, that we have. That's, mm. you know, we're there to, to, to be there for people. Mm. Um, and actually it kind of goes back to like being in that sacred space with people, particularly if somebody's having a really difficult time, mm. you know, being allowed to be in their space, it's, it's an honor. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is hard. And yeah, sometimes you come home and you're crying and, you know, you need a glass of wine or you need a bar of chocolate, mm. and, you know, um, it, you know, it can, and you think about people for a long time, Mm. More, more so on the sadder side of things, I would say, than the happy. Mm. Um, but it's uh, overall, it's such a, it's such a privilege. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I totally get that because it's a bit like, you know, a friend might come to you with a problem and then they might apologize, you know, for being a burden. And I always feel, no, I'm honored that you came to me with this problem. Exactly. And I'm honored that you feel like I can help you or that you trust me enough. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like a burden. It feels like an honor. So I totally yeah. get that. I feel like it's, yeah. it's similar on that level. Can yeah. I ask, um, this last year has obviously been kind of a unique time to be working in maternity services at any level mm. because i Obviously, everything has been different. Has that been difficult for the midwives as well? It has. It's yeah. been hard. You know, we're, um, you know, people, they need greater emotional support mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, people have huge anxiety about coming into the hospital environment mm. um, with COVID. Mm. As in, it, it, during COVID, not necessarily, you know, who are, who are COVID positive. Um, and so we have to give more of ourselves for that we have to really be there 
for them with that. Middle free is very hands-on job. So that has been challenging in itself. Mm. You know, you're kind of, you have to learn the, the sort of the newer boundaries. You know, how much touching am I doing here? I'm wearing full PPE. Um, you know, and then equally when we talk about supporting each other as colleagues, we have to sit on our own in the canteen. We can only be limited numbers in a certain room. You know, so the, all those kind of things, it all adds up. And people are frustrated. The public are frustrated. And mm. we fully get that. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. I bet mm. you do. And, and you know, it's funny because I think about my own experiences of having babies. And, you know, I think of moments when I was trying to, uh, on my second child Ted Mm. my son Ted why am I having a hard time saying that on when I had Ted um I was trying uh I was trying to breastfeed and I was the only person on my ward who was doing it and I it was not easy and there was one night in particular that was really hard he was not happy he wanted to feed the entire time I was pumping sweat like I'll never forget it I had the curtains closed around my bed and I felt like I had created my own like humidity tank um, because I just couldn't and a midwife came in and she helped me and it was just like the nicest thing but she helped me it's so physical like I mean no you you yeah, any yeah. boundaries that you may have had about personal space go out the window yes you do have you know other people's hands on your breasts and they are shoving mm-hmm. and they're moving and they're pushing but you want it because you want the support but there is no social distance within that no, um, no. so that must be kind of scary it is it's it's very you're you're so going at odds with everything that you're being told yeah. to do. You know, it's it, it is odd, and and also you're thinking to yourself, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable. Yeah. This person who's in front of me, you know, I like sometimes I'd be thinking, I think they want a back rub. Do they want a back rub? Am I going to freak them out if I touch them? You know, they're going to yeah. have a stranger touch them for the first time in months. Yeah. You know, it's sort of it is. Um, it it's been a a bit of a. I was going to say a head um, F there. It's been a bit of a, yeah. Yeah, a head melt. <laughs> yeah, head melt, that's the word. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine, I can imagine. And then obviously, as you said, like people are frustrated and people have a lot of feelings justifiably around, um, you know, the experiences that they've been having over the last 12 months. And, high, you know, emotions are high anyway in that experience. And so if you're at the receiving end of that, I can imagine it's difficult. And also, like, I have witnessed some absolutely appalling behaviour outside of COVID toward mm-hmm. midwives and maternity wards when I was in having my kids. And um, because you know people emotions are high do you have to develop a really thick skin oh yeah big time yeah yeah you do it has to be water off a duck's back like I I saw a woman on a ward on my first when I was having my first baby and she just outwardly called a midwife a liar she was like I don't want that one she's an effing liar she, like she was just oh, screaming yeah. and I was like this must happen all the time <laughs> and I I was just watching this woman this um, incredible angelic midwife be firm and calm throughout and I thought whatever she has had that makes her able to be calm in this situation I would like some of that do you get training in that or is that something you have to develop just through the experience it's yeah I would say it's a lot it's down to experience it's down to experience because you're kind of it's such an emotional time it's such a hormonal time you know it's you know to a certain degree you know as women you, you just feel this is fine. She's going to be fine in half an hour. I'll come back. Everything's going to be okay. But yeah. I mean, obviously you try and sort out what the problem is, but you know, you can't, you can't t- take it personally. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no, there's no need. You just have to have the poker face and, you know, hope that it'll be okay in a little while. 
Well, I asked you or I said in my introduction to you that the theme of the International Day of the Midwife this year was follow the data, invest in midwives. Um, I presume that's something that you agree with. How do you think we're doing in terms of investing in midwives in Ireland? Um, (laughs) The maternity strategy, which is yet to fully get off the ground, echoed that kind of statement. Mm. Um, Midwifery care for healthy women is as safe as care from an obstetrician. Um, It's the cheapest option. And when we're talking, you know, all the time about trying to save money in the HSE, um, it makes sense to invest in midwives. Mm. Um, There are two midwifery-led units in Ireland. Mm. And the dream would be to have an alongside midwifery-led unit in every maternity unit in the country. Mm. Uh, There are, and I suppose actually through, through COVID with the whole visiting scenario and the maternity strategy has highlighted the differences in care in each unit around the country Um, and trying to standardize the care is very very difficult Mm. Um, but yeah providing um, more midwifery-led pathways um, alongside midwifery-led units um, you know the home birth midwives have seen a huge uptick in their numbers yeah. um, since COVID started last year. Mm. Um, and seeing home birth as a viable option mm. for healthy women mm-hmm. is fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, and having that kind of promoted that way. Um, so, look, we're getting there. There's enthusiastic midwives working all over the country. Yeah. But, yes, there needs to be more more emphasis on everything that midwives can do. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. Um, I think it's incredible. Um, before I let you go, tell me about the podcast Yonic Boom um, and why you guys decided to get it going. Um, so it's myself, Amy and Roisin. Mm-hmm. We are three, we call ourselves three deadly feminist midwives. <laughs> and we talk about women's reproductive and sexual health. So we trained together. We no longer work together, but we trained together. Um, and then through the campaign to repeal the Eighth Amendment. We were doing a lot of work together. Mm. We were in um, Midwives for Choice. That became Midwives Together for Yes. And then I suppose we just kind of, through our own personal love of podcasts, had said on and off over the years, you know, we need to do something. We need to get something together. Mm. And um, I know one of your fave podcasts, um, Mother of Pod, that Mm. kind of, you know, opened up this conversation of maternity and and parenthood in Ireland and we thought yeah come on let's let's do something yeah um so yeah we've done it we've done a number of topics and we try to kind of present the evidence we try to have a chat and we try to look at things with a feminist perspective Mm. it's you know it's so important that we have straight talk around maternity and parenthood isn't it like I feel like before I had my baby um, I had no, I mean, I had no idea what I was in for. And I know we say like, you can't understand what it's going to be like until you do it. And that is true. But we could inform people a bit more, couldn't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's this kind of, uh, no, I don't believe in, in, in telling people terrifying stories. No. There's no need. There, there's no need for that. But certainly, yeah, let's have a bit of real talk, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, I couldn't agree more. Well, um, Yannick Boom is the name of the podcast. And just we have a couple of couple of texts in here. Uh, this one says, I had my daughter in 2012. When I was in the recovery room in shock, feeling very sorry for myself, the midwife came to us. She apologized that they'd had to take my baby off me because a woman who just lost a baby was coming into recovery. That put everything into perspective yeah. for us. And although we were grateful, we were suddenly more grateful. The thoughtfulness of the team to remove the crying baby. So that woman, I'm actually, sorry, I'm having an emotion. 
The thoughtfulness yeah. of the team to remove the crying baby so that that woman wouldn't have to hear a new baby's crying will never leave me. Oh my God, I can't believe this doesn't happen to me. Um, that is very thoughtful. And then another text that says, listening to midwife Tara on your show, she delivered my baby girl back in February, baby number Aww. three. And I couldn't have been in better hands. It was so tough and I didn't get an epidural, but with her support and help, I gave birth to my gorgeous baby girl. Thank you. So there you go, Tara. Oh, that's so lovely. See, you are <laughs> never forgotten. Ever, ever, ever <laughs> yeah. forgotten. You are forever yeah in the minds and memories and in the life stories of the babies that you deliver um, and I I'm, I will like to deliver you a thank you to but to all midwives and any midwives who are listening you know the women who who you work with are so grateful for you and if there's you know I just want to support your work in every way that I can Tara Fakri thank you so so much thanks so much Louise thanks a million Louise McSherry on 2FM